Welcome to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Elizabeth. Thanks for joining us today. I want to say this summer has been just about ideal, but from hearing from other colleagues, some have had too much rain, which is the complete opposite of last year. And now we're seeing some areas getting dry too, which we typically have regionally due to rainfall patterns this time of year. Uh, So today we have with us Dr. Aaron Wilson on once again to join us for our fall weather update as you all gear up for harvest. So typically we like to take a look back at what's been going on. Aaron, why don't you give us your intro for those who have not had a chance to meet you yet and talk a little bit about what we've seen so far this summer. Yeah, so thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you, Elizabeth. Um, uh, Aaron Wilson, I'm a research scientist here at The Ohio State University. I have a joint appointment between the Bird Polar and Climate Research Center uh, and, of course, OSU Extension, which is always uh, fantastic to get out in the community and talk about weather and climate. You know, that's certainly um, uh, something that everyone likes to chit-chat about. Yeah, so this summer has been, um, you know, pretty interesting. Some, at times, maybe a little boring on the weather front. Um, uh, overall, temperatures have been running pretty close to average for the season. Um, And just as, you know, last time, uh, back in uh, uh, early June, I believe it was, we talked about the new normals as well. Uh, Now we compare our current conditions to a new 30-year window for normals, which is 1991 to 2020. Uh, So temperatures, uh, you know, over the summer overall have been close to average. But uh, as always, there's a lot of variability, a lot of ups and downs, and we can get into that as as we proceed today. So you said things were a little bit boring, and I personally have kind of enjoyed this boring year so far. So looking back at the summer, could you give us a little bit more detail about what we saw weather-wise? Yeah, so we we came out of spring. Obviously, it was pretty cold um, back in May, and we kind of had a pretty big reversal right out of the, the gate there for June. Uh, June was actually the 17th uh, warmest June on record for the state of Ohio going back to 1895. Uh, but as we got into July and, and into August, or much of much of August, at least the first half of August, uh, temperatures were relatively close to average. Um, it wasn't completely boring, of course. If we if we think back to July, um, overall we really had cooler than than average daytime highs, and part of that will be the precipitation that we'll talk about in a moment. Um, generally, cooler daytime highs, and we had warmer overnight lows during July. Um, largely due to a lot of clouds, a lot of rainfall, uh, and reduced solar radiation at times. We had a lot of wildfire smoke out west that uh, made its way across uh, the Midwest and into Ohio at times. Uh, that really filters the sunshine out a little bit, and, and overall the solar radiation uh, was, was a bit down. Um, and, and of course that can have some impacts on, on crops like soybeans and things, um, but the other benefit uh, of that of that wildfire smoke clouds and rainfall in July were cooler temperatures so the the crop stress was a little bit lower so that that's uh, certainly important um, as a matter of fact this was the seventh largest difference in July between um, the the ranking of our daytime highs and the ranking of our overnight lows so cool daytime highs warm overnight lows um, and so not a lot of variation between our, our daytime and our nighttime. So very similar year, really, uh, to 2013 and 1992, 92 being a very wet uh, summer as well uh, here in Ohio. 
We did have some periods of heat throughout the summer, though. Uh, certainly heat uh, coming on of late uh, over the last week or two of August, uh, really kind of cranking those highs up, extended periods in the 90s, and helping to drive some of that drying weather as well. It's certainly been a relief, I think. Like Elizabeth said, I was really hoping that we could have a somewhat boring, I guess, normal year after the last couple of years where we've had a lot more drought. Certainly where I live um, last year was really bad. So, and, you know, the cooler temperatures, a little bit of rain. Um, but then, of course, dealing with mosquitoes comes along with that, which I mentioned earlier is, I, I don't know, it seems like it's been a while since I've had to deal with mosquitoes, but maybe that's just right where I live because we typically get a little drier. It's weird when you say that it's been wet this summer because I know where I'm at, it hasn't really felt wet, even though we've had big rains, they've been spread out. You know, is that something that lines up with what we're probably going to see in the future or because it feels like, you know, we get a big rain, we breathe a sigh of relief and then it's a big window until we get another rain to bail us out again. Yeah. So, and it's interesting that you, you two don't live too far from one another and you're, you sort of have different perceptions of the summer and that's pretty typical in the summer. You know, things are, are often isolated. We don't have what we call very um, strong steering currents. Storms pop up a little bit chaotic around around the state. Um, you know, when we when we look back and, and when we were together the last time, we were talking about the potential for drought this summer uh, because of the dry spring. We had one of the driest springs that we've seen in four or five years. Um, and really, that was continuing into June, except for parts of Ohio that had were really into drought. Uh, Northwest and Southwest Ohio really picked up the rain in, in June and that allowed the soils to recover. Uh, but while other folks turned a very soggy July all across the northern counties and down through the central area, I mean, for instance, Clark, Madison, Champaign counties turned quite wet in July. Uh, some folks picking up anywhere from uh, 12 to 18 inches uh, just in, in 30 to 45 days, right? Uh, while that's happening, Parts of Southwest Ohio turned very dry. And so we've got these rapid, rapidly drying conditions um, across that portion of the state. July was actually the 15th wettest July on record. Um, and, and like you said, that doesn't really resonate with, with you, Elizabeth, very well, because that wasn't the experience that you had in your particular county. Um, so it, it definitely does matter, you know, where you are. Uh, you mentioned these extreme heavy rainfall events. I, I, I think August has been really um, represented. I mean, these heavy extreme precipitation events really represent what we saw in August. And so uh, we had an event on the 12th uh, that dropped anywhere from six to seven inches in about four hours near the Clark Madison County uh, area. Um, on the 17th of August, we had about five inches fall in just two or three hours. Uh, east of Columbus. Um, and, and so, you know, very similar types of these extreme precipitation events continue to occur more frequently across the state as, as our temperatures warm and we get more water vapor in the atmosphere. The potential for these heavy rainfall events also increase. Um, we also had some tropical activity starting to get going. We talked about that in spring as well as a, as a potential to see an above average season. 
Uh, so we had the remnants of Tropical Storm Fred come through, really alleviated dry conditions across the southeastern portion of the state. So it's really been an ebb and flow, these areas that dry out rapidly and then kind of recover a little bit uh, with, with um, you know, a pretty big chunk of time in between these rains, like you said. And of course, we want one inch a week, right? One inch a week all summer long. Um, e even though it's been pretty good, crop condition looks pretty good out there for the most part, except for those wet feed on the soybeans um, throughout July. But um, yeah, uh, certainly we, we're seeing the big differences across the state. I think it's been amazing to watch how much uh, water, whether it's the crops in the field or even my garden at home. Um, and I have some soil moisture sensors out and some irrigated fields in Champaign County. And we get these big rains and the corn just takes it up. And even when we had you know, three inches of rain in a 24 hour period, there was hardly standing water in the middle of July. And probably just because it's, um, I don't know, been a little bit drier the past few years. I haven't really noticed that, but just the amount of water that these crops can utilize is kind of amazing. <laughs> well, you know, you get a three inch rain in spring and everything's a mess, but you know, you mentioned beans struggling a little bit. You know, we do see some sudden death. It seems like you can find that in every county across the state in some areas. But corn looks really, really good. And that's been one thing, you know, typically wet years we have to deal with some disease. But so far, so good. Hopefully that turns out to be the case clear through harvest. Yeah, it also seems like perhaps the drier June, a little bit drier June maybe helped drive those roots well into the soil. Um, you know, and you mentioned, you know, taking up the moisture because it was dry for a lot of us, fall, winter, and spring, there was a lot of capacity to take on water. And, and so we didn't see, you know, not anything like 2019, you know, we didn't see the major flooding and aerial flooding and water sitting on fields for long extended periods of time because we have had a chance to dry out and, and kind of reset. So, yeah, it, it just shows you, you know, the, the the dry combined, you know, the early season dry weather combined with that growing crop can use that water, definitely use that water. I mean, during the height of the summer, um, July and, and August, you know, we're, we're using at least, you know, well, more than an inch, right? The crops are taking on more than an inch. Um, so we really need that routine, that routine watering. I think one thing that's really surprised me with the humidity, like the thing this summer that I think about the most is just the humidity. It feels like the air has been made of water most days. But despite that, we really haven't seen the disease pressure that I was expecting with those kind of conditions. So that's been pretty nice too. I know a lot of fungicide was sprayed in my area, but maybe this is one of those years we we didn't need it, but hopefully it holds off with the ear rots when we hear from you, Aaron, as to what fall looks like. Yeah, You know, the next couple of weeks and month really is going to be critical as we finish out and move into harvest and look towards harvest. Hopefully we don't have a repeat of 2018. Um, but what do you see in store for us for our fall outlook, Aaron? Yeah, so let's set the stage here. We're early September. Uh, rapid drying has come on very rapidly here across the western uh, counties, southwestern counties. Um, and, and the rest of the state's looking pretty good. So I guess the biggest area of concern would be can we get some rainfall to finish out the season there across the Southwest? Uh, first things first, La Nina, 
um, which we've talked about before on the program. La Nina is making a comeback uh, for this fall and winter. What does that mean? Well, La Nina just means cooler sea surface temperatures out in the tropical Pacific Ocean between South America and Indonesia, right? So we've got cooler sea surface temperatures out there, but it changes the overall what we call atmospheric circulation or the weather patterns that set up across the globe. Uh, for us, typically that starts having a bigger impact late fall into winter. So it's more of a winter concern for us, but there are you know, a couple of things that it can do to impact us this fall. Um, one being La Nina conditions as they develop tend to support in the Atlantic, the development of more tropical systems. You know, we, we've had a number of systems already. We're well above average. Um, we, we've had uh, a number of named storms. We had Tropical Storm Fred move moisture across, and we're expecting as we get closer to that peak here in the next week or two of tropical activity, there'll be more storms and the potential to bring that moisture up from the south. So that's something uh, that we always have to keep in mind. Now, given that right now our outlooks uh, immediately for September favor uh, close to or above average temperatures, and our precipitation does look to lean toward, <laughs> notice how I'm, I'm caveating everything, lean toward wetter than average conditions, right? So we, we that's sort of that anticipation of some tropical moisture, some southerly flow. It's going to keep temperatures up, but it's also uh, going to provide an opportunity for more, for perhaps more rainfall. Generally speaking, as we head throughout the, the entire fall season, uh, with that warmth, especially coming on in late August, ground temperatures are very warm. Um, likely to see warmer overnight lows due to that increased humidity that you talked about, Elizabeth, that keeps those overnight lows warmer than they otherwise would be. Um, matching some of those long-term trends, we're expecting warmer than average conditions throughout the fall. Um, as far as rainfall goes, as we head into October and November right now, you know, this is not the great time of the year to, to think about or, or, or try to peg down an exact weather pattern. There's a lot of transition uh, happening. Um, but outside of the tropical activity, there's no strong signal either way for above average or below average precip. We'll just have to wait and see how the tropics kind of mature and, and how those storms and, and, and whether the weather pattern will support, you know, a lot of activity being pulled up in Ohio. We had a few storms last year, if you remember, but no real big drenching rainfall from any tropical systems because most of them, even though we had a lot of landfall in hurricanes last year in Ohio or in, in the United States, most of it stayed in the southeast. We'll just have to see if we can get some of that moisture up here. Unfortunately, with that, you know, there are other diseases and pests that, that can bring along as well. So uh, overall, I would say near to above average temperatures and probably near average precipitation for our fall season. Um, as we head into late fall, that's when we start increasing the opportunities for increased precipitation. Certainly, it's looking like winter will be above average, uh, but we'll come back in a couple months and, and we'll talk about that as well. And we'll, we'll start talking about that snowfall again and see if we can't get another snowy season around here. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we had a La Nina last year, right? And it was a mild one. So, yeah, certainly understand how while it's out there, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to have a big impact. Yeah, you're right. So uh, we, we did see quite a bit of snowfall actually last year. Yeah. So a lot of areas were above average. It's just 
it didn't stick around because we didn't have the cold air, except for that polar vortex outbreak in February. We didn't yeah. have a lot. Of, we didn't have a lot of cold air around. You know, and I was pulling soil moisture temps yesterday for our cover crop project we did in the winter because I'm going to talk about it here in a couple of days, and that spot there at Farm Science Review, the soil temp at two inches below surface did not ever drop below 32 degrees because during that cold weather we had that snow and I just thought that was amazing that the whole year we didn't drop. So that insulation is a real thing. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Aaron. As always, you do a great job. Um, hit us with your social media where people can follow your weekly updates, things like that. Yeah. So, um, Facebook and Twitter, Dr. Wilson's Weather. Uh, you could always uh, also check out some more information at the um, State Climate Office of Ohio's website, climate.osu.edu. Uh, and it's always a pleasure. Thank, thank you so much for, for having me on and uh, giving me an opportunity to talk about weather and climate. Yep. And I'm sure you'll be at Farm Science Review soon. Oh, yeah. I'll be there um, all three days, four or five talks, you know, um, ask the experts, small farms. I'll be out to Gwen for a talk as well. So if any of those interest you, come on out. We'd love to talk about it. Thanks for listening to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. Join us again in two weeks for our next episode. Hey, podcast listeners. Just a reminder to give us a like or subscribe so you know when we release new episodes. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to leave us a review also. We appreciate the comments.